The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you right here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for listening in, and thanks a lot to all of our valued sponsors here at the Advisors Roundtable. So, Bubba, is it okay to say I don't know? You know, I, I was standing in line yesterday um, and wasn't even in this state, but obviously it's within listening distance of people who listen to this show. And uh, somebody came up to me and they thought they recognized me and they asked me a question about, the, you know, why did the stock market go down yesterday? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't know. You don't know? Is it okay that I didn't know? That, that I really wasn't worried about ha- what happened yesterday in some volatile m- market? Do, or, or does it show that I'm out of touch? I mean, what, what, that person was really surprised that I had the audacity and the self-confidence, I yeah. guess, to say, I don't know. Well, you're supposed to be the expert. You're supposed to know everything, right? Yeah. 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 Is it okay yeah. to, to say I don't know? Mm-hmm. What is it? What's the implication when, when, when you know, uh, you're in the financial world like we are and, and Phil, our executive producer over there, is supposed to have a financial plan and we've done one for him yeah. and then the stock market's volatile one day. Mm-hmm. Is it okay I say I don't know? Yeah. Or almost like I don't care. And, well, I can't say I don't care. It's not that you don't care. It's, it's that you don't know and you've got the confidence to say that you don't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and... Saying that you don't know is rat, uh, much better than, than coming up with an answer that you think may be accurate. Oh, yeah. And, right. and I can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I can blow some smoke. Right. But I wanted to be honest. And actually, I wanted to make a point to this person. And that is to say, you know, what happens on a day-to-day basis, sometimes if you have a long-term plan, it's not that big a deal. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a plan for your home and you and the architect and the builder sat down and you got a plan for your home and it rains one day in the, and your, your builder says, you know, we ought to be able to do this in nine months mm-hmm. and it rains one day and they didn't get to work. Should you fire the builder? Huh? No. And that's kind of the way it is in the stock market. You, you get a broker, you get a planner, hopefully, or yourself, you come up with this this plan, this yeah. architecture for what you want to do over the next, you know, 20 years, and the stock market has a bad week. Mm-hmm. Should you fire your advisor? Should you fire your broker? Should you fire yourself? Probably not. You shouldn't overreact. But it's our tendency, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You have people call you all the time wanting to overreact? Um... Had one earlier that, uh, or late last week. Yeah. Yeah. And what did they want to do um, in the middle of all this volatility? All right. So um, 
but two two things here, and I'm not going to divulge anything, but uh, mm-hmm. generally speaking, um, they were comparing their accounts to a broad index. Okay. All right? And that index that they were quoting was the S&P 500. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we've had a little bit of volatility over uh, the early part of this year and that sort of thing. But uh, at, as a general rule, over the last five years, the S&P has performed extremely well. Even after it went down 30-something percent in this first quarter. Even if you include going back to October of 2018, mm-hmm. when we had a, about a 19% correction, mm-hmm. and all the volatility associated with the S&P 500, it has still performed very, very well over the last five years. If you hung in there. If you hung in there. That's right. Okay. So uh, even so, um, with the S&P 500, um, comparing that one index to an overall portfolio, mm-hmm. I don't think is a, a very fair comparison. Well, Because if you compare the S&P 500 to a diversified portfolio, you're probably not going to have the same return characteristics. Well, Meaning, uh, right. Now, you don't have the volatility associated with it either, uh-huh. right? That's the reason for the diversified that's, portfolio. That's the reason okay. for the diversified portfolio. Okay. All right. So maybe if, if our executive producer, mm-hmm. Phil, had a growth and income mm-hmm. uh, characteristic risk tolerance right. idea, and he didn't want to see his account go down 33% in one quarter. That's right. Which the S and P did, and basically a month. It did yeah, that. yeah. Back in uh, March, March, yeah, yeah, of, of this year, mm-hmm. went down thirty three percent. Yeah, and he didn't, he didn't, he didn't want that. I mean, you know, he. Let, let me put that into the real dollars here. Yeah, let's say that you had a million dollar account, uh-huh. and then at the end of a month, you looked up and your account was at six hundred and sixty six thousand dollars. You know that point I made just a moment mm-hmm. ago about hanging in there? A lot of people, it's hard to hang in there. It is. When you see yeah. three over 300 grand. Mm-hmm. Right. Just, you know, not in the value anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't say you lost it. Right. Because hopefully we didn't sell mm-hmm. if, if we're dedicated and, and we're here sure. for the long term. And we, we're educated enough to know that it does this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Phil, he's, he's not. 30 years old anymore. Right. And so he may say at his age, you know, I, I want a little growth, so I don't want all my money in mm-hmm. CDs. But on the other hand, I don't want to see it go down 33%. Help me out here, Bubba. Right. So how do you do that? Well, it, it comes to diversification. So you don't put everything in the S&P. That's right. So you got him some bonds and you, maybe bonds, some NASDAQ. You, yeah, and you've got Russell. technology. You've got small, medium, large cap, international. A little cash. A little bit of cash. Uh-huh. Maybe some real estate in there. So at the end of March, mm-hmm. his comparative portfolio may have only gone down 15 to 20%. Correct. That may be a little easier to stomach. Well, it's still not easy to stomach, but it may be easier to stomach than down 33%, right? I'd right? say so. Then when the market turns around, mm-hmm. and we're going to talk some statistics in, in a minute here yeah. about the S&P, it has turned around because you told mm-hmm. us just a moment ago, overall, it's performed pretty well. Yeah. It was just in that little mm-hmm. one period where it right. had the blip. So it went down 33%. It's come back 40 or 50% mm-hmm. now, and it's made back what it lost. And 
and so it goes back 40 or 50 percent. Now, his diversified portfolio maybe only go back 20. That's right. But he was only down 15. Mm-hmm. So he didn't experience all of this, as much of this volatility, as much of the roller right. coaster. But his account may not be as worth as much as yours because mm-hmm. you're younger and you're willing to take all this volatility. That's right. So the question is, are you willing to take the volatility mm-hmm. or not? Do you ask this question of your clients on the front end? I, you know, it's something that you have to continually ask your clients. Mm. So you ask them on the front end, you give them scenarios of what the possible ramifications or, or, uh, or effects could be with, with various market scenarios. So you say, this guy had a million, now he got yeah. 660. Yeah, and- how would you react? And if they say, well, you know, I'd probably be calling you up wanting to sell everything, uh-uh. well, then that's too aggressive of a model for them, uh-huh. right? So that's when you dial it back. And, yeah. you, and you've got to uh, be able to work with the probabilities and the statistics. Uh-huh. And it's something that you need to continually review as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. So just because uh, you came to me as a client 10 years ago and you were okay with this level of, of volatility, mm-hmm. your tolerances may have changed. May have. They may have gone up. Yeah. And you're willing to take on more risk now than you were. Because grandma may have died and left mm-hmm. me money, or I may have paid off all my debt, or right. may have gotten more comfortable with mm-hmm. this whole market experience. Sure. Or maybe I've gotten older and I want to turn that mm-hmm. thing into squeezing income out of it. And I don't want necessarily need it to grow as much as I used that's right. to. So that's a continu- you, you said a continual conversation. Continual conversation. And if you're not having that conversation at least every two to three years with mm-hmm. your advisor, you need to. Yeah. But then when you have the conversation and you put together the plan, mm-hmm. day-to-day movements? Day-to-day movements you don't need to be concerned about. And it's okay your advisor stands in line at the lows and says, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I ain't worried about it. Right. Huh? Mm-hmm. I'm relying on the plan. Yeah. Hopefully that brings you a little bit of solace mm-hmm. and calms you down a little bit. Other than the dude going, what? Yeah. And that's what he did yesterday. He yelled at me in the line at Lowe's. Mm-hmm. But it didn't hurt my feelings because <laughs> hopefully it was an educational moment. Sure. <laughs> For he and the two or three other people who were standing there watching us. We're going to take a break here at the Advisors Roundtable. Up against a break. And uh, this, on Super Talk, the Advisors Roundtable will be right back. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about uh, maybe uh, not being so concerned when uh, you have these points in time when the market mm-hmm. is up and down and it, it, it seems so volatile that you may feel like, in order to be a responsible person, I've got to do something, right? Right. And sometimes I think that is the temptation when people talk to us. Mm-hmm. They, they think they've got to be doing something, and you're thinking, well, uh, we had a plan. We've got a plan. The world hasn't come to the, an end. People are still getting in, uh, up every day and going to work and making a profit, and temporarily the, the market is valuing things like it is. But mm-hmm. in the long run, you made a point a moment ago about statistics and probabilities. Right. What do you mean by using statistics and probabilities to help feel feel better uh, about what's going on at any given time? 
is it about staying the course? You know, if, 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 if we have seen the markets do this over the last 20 years and we've seen all this stuff, Republicans and Democrats and wars and rumors of wars and natural disasters and, and plagues, basically. I, I think you can remove the stock market out of this and, and maybe explain it this way. Mm-hmm. If, if Phil has a 99.996% chance of making it to work in the morning without having a car wreck, he feels pretty good about going to work. Yeah. Right? Because he could have a car wreck. He could have a car wreck. And it happens, what, 10 or 12,000 times a day in America every day? Mm -hmm. We hope he doesn't. That's right. And most days he's gotten here without a wreck. That's right. For 50 or 60 years. Now, let's just say that Phil is a terrible driver. Okay. Which increases his chances of having a car wreck to uh, he, he's got a, uh, a 93% probability of making it to work. Because he drives on the wrong side of the road sometimes? Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Or he, or he doesn't come to stop at red lights, mm-hmm. or he, he yeah. thinks the road belongs to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of things you can do that can make you a worse driver. That's right. That can increase your probability mm-hmm. of having, having a wreck. Having a wreck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So, um, with that being said, there are probabilities of his safety mm-hmm. getting to work. Yeah. You know, getting to work on time, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, if he has uh, uh, consistent maintenance done to his car, if he goes to his eye checkups when he's supposed mm-hmm. to, if he keeps himself in fairly good physical condition mm-hmm. so his back and his feet work together, right? Uh, all of those things will increase mm-hmm. the probability he's good at this. Now, if we back that up and look at uh, investment scenarios or investment outcomes or uh, percentages of likelihood that you're going to meet your goals mm-hmm. in, in retirement or mm-hmm. education or whatever you're looking to do, mm-hmm. right? Then, uh, then you've got certain probabilities that say that you will meet and or exceed a goal based on all these different inputs, yeah, and some of them are things you can do, That's like right. he with his driving. Mm-hmm. You so, can invest and right. you can diversify mm-hmm. and all those sorts right. of things. Okay. Uh, other things that you can do that would increase your probability of success would be to save more money, mm-hmm. plan on spending less money, you know, during retirement, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that will exponentially increase your probability of success for any of these goals. Right. And we have this software that mm-hmm. we use with people and, and it's kind of cool to be, uh, have them there in the, in yeah. the, in the office with us and we put it up on the big screen yeah. and we say, if you take Social Security right here, right. what does that do to the probability of success? Yeah. Or if you delay Social Security until this, this age, right? Yeah. Or if you reduce your monthly uh, need for income. By $500. Or $200 sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. it just depends on, on mm-hmm. whatever. You, you see those, uh, those probabilities go up or down. Right, right. So if you were to take the average... 62-year-old person, mm-hmm. and they think they want to retire at 65. Right. And in their head, they've kind of got this definition of what retirement looks like. Mm-hmm. And if you said, you know, that definition you have of retirement, going out to eat, going to the lake, traveling, seeing the grandchildren, buying season tickets, mm-hmm. being able to get a new car every six to eight years, all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. things that you have in your head. You can keep all of that 
but you can't go out to eat more than two times a week. Mm-hmm. You can do that with people, basically. Yeah. And if they want to do it at 65, they see the probabilities and they'll see, hey, this is the lifestyle and I just need to tweak one or two things That's to right. do it at 65. Mm-hmm. But then you push it out. We can do it at 67 and you can have everything you just dreamed of. That's right. Are some people willing to cut back on the, the spending and only go out to eat twice a week and do it at 65 because that's when they want to do it? Or are others willing to work two more years so they can have the whole enchilada? Yeah, and it, and it varies per individual. Okay. You know, and, and sometimes it varies per, per individual that are married to one another. <laughs> that's a good conversation. Yeah, that's a real fun one to have. Yeah. She wants to do it now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he said, no, we need to work two more years. Right. Well, I bet he's not popular when he goes mm-hmm. home. That's right. Huh? Mm-hmm. Because you got two different individuals with two different definitions of what they think that thing's going to look mm-hmm. like and two different approaches about what they're willing to do to get there. That's right. So how do you solve that conversation mm-hmm. when both of them are in the room? When she wants to do this and he wants to do that? Well, it- Again, I think the way to solve it is with probabilities. Okay. And say, look, you know, it, it, you want to do it today. Mm-hmm. And if you do it today, the probability is that you will run out of money when you're age 94. Okay. You know, tell me, are you going to live beyond 94? Well, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Right. Yeah. Some people say, well, yeah, I'm going to live to 104, Uh-oh. you know? That last ten. Th- that last ten years, you're going to be filling up on cat food, right? <laughs> okay. Not a fun conversation to have. No, it's right? not. No, it's not. Or you can say, look, you know, if you uh, if if you wait another two years, mm-hmm. then your probability of success of you making it to 104 instead of 94 mm-hmm. is 100 percent. Okay. All right. If you'll just stay with this mm-hmm. plan. Yep. Stay with this plan even when the market goes mm-hmm. up, even when the market goes right. down, whether we have a pandemic or not. And what level or degree are you comfortable with okay. for your probability of success? All right. So if, if you come in and say, you know what, I feel like I've got a 75% chance to make it to age 95 and I'm going to be fine and not run out of money. Okay. And you're willing to take that risk, mm-hmm. then okay, do it early, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If if you've got a 100% chance that you could make it to 105 years old, okay, then you probably should have done it a couple of years ago, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that may be true. Yeah. And and you have that conversation mm-hmm. too, right? Sure. I mean, you you know, you're doing okay, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're already at 68. If you're going to do that four-week trip out west, mm-hmm. while you still feel good, right. you may need to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you ha- and, you, and you have to talk people into that sometimes, right. don't you? Because mm-hmm. they're just habitual savers, and they're going to do what they do. And, and maybe in this household, yeah. they're both on the same page. One of, one of the, the, the I, I'm not going to say funny things, but one of the most interesting things that I see is you've got individuals who are savers mm-hmm. and individuals who are spenders. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing to me is watching it and had a, a couple in uh, late last week as well on this. 
and uh, and they are savers. Yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. They are savers, tried and true. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so funny to listen to them. And they said, well, you know, we, we brought you $20,000 back in, in March, mm-hmm. but we've already, re- you know, saved up enough to replace that in our emergency fund, <laughs> you know, since then. Right. And, you know, these are folks that are retired. Yeah, already. You know, already retired. Yeah. And they're still saving. And they're still saving money. Because they can't stop. They can't stop. This is just who yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are other people who we can't beg them to save $20,000 over the next 50 years. That's right. Because mm-hmm. they're not savers. Because mm-hmm. everybody's different. That's right. Which is my point going into this break, and that is that financial plan we want you to be committed to, despite what the market does, Hmm, it may be different than your neighbor's. We'll talk about that as we come back from the break on the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg and Bubba here on Super Talk Radio uh, today talking to you about how you sometimes don't need to be so worried about volatility and how that you just need to be dedicated to your plan. Your plan. So Bubba, let's say that at the beginning of the year, um, Phil's plan. We're picking on our executive producer, Phil Womack, this morning. So let's say that his plan... He needs it from time to time. He needs it from time to time. We've got to keep him honest. So let's say his plan was 50% growth and 50% value at the beginning of the year. And we've had all this volatility that has occurred through this first Mm -hmm. eight months. March was what it was, and then May, June, and July were back on the other mm-hmm. side of, uh, and, and of the equation, and they were up. And l- you know what would his, his diversification would be now as a mix? Let's say he had $100,000. We put $50,000 in growth on January the 1st and $50,000 in value. Because of all that volatility, as of today, his portfolio – would be up to about a hundred and thirty grand, okay, and fifty nine percent of it would be growth. Forty one percent of it would be value. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now playing those probabilities and sticking to a plan, what should you be doing as his advisor? Well, uh, in in Phil's case, you should be rebalancing. Rebalance. Yeah. So let me tell you what that means. Mm-hmm. That means that your your allocation has gone from 50% up to 59% in growth. Yes. And from 50% down to 41% in value. That's right. So that means that you should sell a little bit of your growth and buy a little whoa, bit whoa, more whoa, value. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can see Phil over there shaking his head. Oh, no. I like yeah. it. I'm making money, Bubba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I lived through March, and I believed you when it would come back, yeah. and you you mm-hmm. were a prophet, and it's coming back, and I, I like this ride, man. Don't yeah. you take me out of mm-hmm. this. This one's doing good. Now, I want to sell that one over there that's not doing so well, that one that's got 41% in it. You shouldn't have put yeah. me in that in the first place. So what? when were your t- statistics as of? As of last Friday. Last Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So even including the recent pullback we've had yeah. back in the, in yeah. the, in the NASDAQ. At the end of the day okay. on Friday, he was at 59.41. Okay. Well, yep. yeah. I, I mean, what would it have been a week prior to that, uh, I would have said? He might have been over 60. He would have been around 63% uh-huh. growth, uh-huh. you know, 37% value. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you're telling him he needs to take some of what's done so well? Mm-hmm. 
and put it over on the side of the equation of what's mm-hmm. not done so well. That's right. You know how hard that is? It's almost impossible for uh, I the think you'd rather go to, to the do. dentist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. I mean, you, you, no. That's what we hear a lot of people say, That's right? That's right. That's the reason most of the time we do this automatically mm-hmm. for them because they tell us, this is the plan I want. I mm-hmm. want 50-50, and I want to average 6 to 10%, and you just make it happen. Right. Okay, well, you sign this form that gives us authorization mm-hmm. to be able to do this, and a lot of times we do this automatically at the end of quarters, mm-hmm. don't we? Just to make sure you go back to that 50-50 that our statistics tell us will give you that mm-hmm. 6 to 12% over time. That's right. Now, there are a lot of reasons that people don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. They love they love to be a winner. Yeah. Hmm? And they have this thing called recency bias. Mm-hmm. Now, recency bias is that they remember what it was like at the end of March when Things were bad, Mm -hmm. and suddenly things are good, and you're wanting to take me off this fast-moving speedboat, Bubba. Mm -hmm. I love this ride. Yeah. And it was so recent that that other bad Mm -hmm. feeling happened. They want to enjoy this one as good as they, and as long as they possibly can. You run into recency bias a lot with people? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. They also have this thing called loss aversion Mm -hmm. you know they had that loss on on paper back in march Mm -hmm. and they don't want that to happen again so now that things are doing well they want to stay over here Mm -hmm. they didn't like hurting hurting they they didn't like Mm -hmm. the loss thing and because they remember the loss Mm -hmm. and felt the loss much more than they do the gain maybe they they overreact after they've had a gain. Oh. So their accounts go up and they say, you know what? I want to pull back and maybe get out of the market completely. Uh, Which, you know, may or may not be the right decision for them to make. Yeah, probably not completely. Not completely. Probably yeah. not. Uh, completely getting out was probably not part of that first plan. That's right. That we committed to that would give us the 6 or 12% mm-hmm. over time. Probably not. Correct. But they're so loss averse, and they remember the the loss on paper of the recent mm-hmm. experience that those two things, the loss aversion and the recency bias, are, are working inside their heads. And this conversation that you've got to have with them about, hey, 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 remember the plan. Mm-hmm. Remember the plan, and the plan says 50-50. Right. The plan says 50-50. And guess what? These probabilities and these statistics are not going to change just because it's you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we see this kind of personal a possession of it. See, we've never been in the market before. Right. And the market's been doing what it's been doing through the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and we just never have experienced it. But suddenly it's my money. Mm-hmm. And I, I get in it on this ride, and suddenly I guess I think that all of the statistics and probabilities and 
and natural occurrences in the market mm -hmm. have just started to pick on me. That's right. And sometimes you say this to people. I've heard you. What would have happened to your grandmother if she had gotten out back in the 70s? Because mm -hmm. the 70s weren't necessarily easy, were they? I, we can go back through history, and every single really almost every single year mm -hmm. come up with a reason why you shouldn't have been invested in the market. Mm -hmm. We had racial tensions in the 60s. Mm -hmm. We had integration that we had to get through, yeah. and thankfully we did. We had oil crises. In the 70s. We had good and bad presidencies. Mm -hmm. We had high interest rates. We had somebody try to kill our president in the mm -hmm. 80s. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah. We come forward in the Russian debt crisis and mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, so your grandmother has experienced this mm -hmm. over time, and she left you a little money. And now you think that you're the only one, you're the lone ranger, the, you're the only one who's experiencing it, any of this, and you want to stop Greg Cooley mm -hmm. in the line at, at Lowe's and have him explain it to you. And he's like, don't worry about it. You mm -hmm. got a plan. I don't know what happened yesterday. Right. That's not necessarily the response that some people want. But I think it is the response I needed to give at that time mm -hmm. just to make a point. Take a breath, dude. Yeah. Refer back to your plan. Mm -hmm. And oh, by the way, when you refer back to your plan, you may have to do something you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. You may have to sell the 59% thing and put it in the 41% right. thing. Because right now, most of us love growth. Mm -hmm. We love the 59% side. We're not so fired up about the 41% mm -hmm. side. You've had people ask you that question before, haven't you? Yeah. Why'd you put me in that one in the beginning? That's right. Now, if you rewound all mm -hmm. of this to the end of March, yep. which one do you think was looking prettier at the end of March? When the market was so volatile and things were down, growth probably lost a little bit more than value. Yeah. So at that day, at the end of March... People probably would have loved the other one. Mm -hmm. Kind of schizophrenic, aren't we? Yeah. We love this child more than we love that mm -hmm. child because this six weeks, that child made better grades. Mm -hmm. The other child made better grades the last six weeks, but mm -hmm. we're, we've forgotten that. Right. We're in this six weeks. I'm living today, right now. Which gets back to that recency bias we were talking about. Uh, it does. It's all about what I'm experiencing mm -hmm. now, Bubba. It's all about what I like. Now, have you ever been to a restaurant and at the end of the meal, you push back from the table and you pat your belly and you go, I think that's the best meal I've ever had. You think it really is. It's the best meal you've had today. Right. And maybe mm -hmm. the best meal you've had in the last week. Mm -hmm. Maybe the last month. But if you had to put it side by side with one of those meals your grandmother made, mm -hmm. That you don't necessarily remember right now because you got to taste a fettuccine in your mouth. That's right. And that's the best meal I've ever had. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's a great meal. Sure. And it may be the best one. But it's probably not 
if you had to rank them all, mm -hmm. if you could suddenly remember what it was like to be 13 years old and eat your grandmother's cobbler. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Right? Right. But we're all about what we're getting right now, what we're living right now, and the roller coaster ride we're on right now. And sometimes right now makes us make crazy decisions. Mm -hmm. So instead of making the decision that's a sort of, uh, according to the plan, which is get back to 50-50 for Phil over right. here, shave off about 9% of the 59% and put it over in the 41% thing, mm -hmm. that rebalancing you're talking about, what do most people want to do? Uh, most people want to sell more of the, uh, the, the side that's at 41% mm -hmm. and put it in the, the side that's at 59%. Yeah. Cause that's what's doing well. And they try to talk you into this, mm -hmm. don't they? Yeah. Here you are, the expert, the one with the statistics and the probabilities right. mm -hmm. that talk to them about mapping out this plan of 50, 50. Right. And there they are trying to talk. Mm -hmm. you. Can't we go down to 30? Yeah. We huh? need to be 70-30 on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Suddenly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on the internet. <laughs> Reddit Money Magazine. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, hmm. We're going to go to another break here at the Advisors Roundtable after we've made that point and come back with two more points I want to make to you about people who are a little concentrated too much in today's news on the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, we're talking about what's on the minds of people, uh, how do they deal with volatility, how do they deal with the day-to-day -day of the stock market, how, how do they deal with what's coming out of the Fed Open Market Committee and, and what's being said by certain CEOs, and then they hear you mm -hmm. say it may be time to consider portfolio adjustments and all that stuff. Are, are there some people that that's just too much for? Mm -hmm. So now are they getting out? I mean, if, if they realize they've done this for six months, maybe, Phil, we go back to him. He yeah. brought you $100,000 on January the 1st. You guys decided this 50-50 thing. And you showed him all the statistics and probabilities. Mm -hmm. And he was in. And three months later, he's down 15 mm -hmm. 20%. That didn't feel good. Right. $15,000, dollars $20,000 mm -hmm. is a lot of money in this part of the world. Yep. All right. And then and now he's back up. And now he's up twenty or thirty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money in this right. part of the world. But he's never made twenty or thirty thousand dollars in six months in an investment. And he's thinking, I don't know because mm -hmm. tomorrow it might go down again. So he, I just get me out. Right. What do you ask him when when he calls in and says, "But I've, I've I've ridden this thing. I've been in this six or eight months. This is just a little bit too much for my gut." And, and while I've got a little bit of profit on the table, I'm just going to take my winnings and my investment, and I'm going home. What do you, what do you say to him? Maybe what? you shouldn't have been in the first yeah. place. Yeah, and in many cases, you would say that. You know, um, you're not necessarily an investor. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I would say that this year has been one heck of a roller coaster ride. Oh yeah, we've really tested his metal, and it's and it's not a normal environment that we've had this year. No, 2020, buddy. I'm. Mm -hmm. Are you ever going to forget 2020? I'm not. Huh? No. 
No way. Mm-hmm. I mean, think well, of Well, I don't know. Give me two years, we might. <laughs> that recency yeah, bias. recency bias, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We'll have two years, and the market mm-hmm. will be great, and things yeah. will be wonderful, mm-hmm. and all your kids will make straight A's. Yeah. And 2022 is the greatest year mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. And, you'll, and then somebody will have to remind you about that. COVID yeah, thing. you remember what happened in 2020? Do you know what right. the definition of a novel virus is? Mm-hmm. No, I'll have to look it up again. Well, right. I mean, today, you can stop any dude on the mm-hmm. street, whether he graduated high school or not, and he can tell you what a yeah. novel virus mm-hmm. is. That's right. So we may or may not remember. So this person is talking to you. Phil's talking to you about mm-hmm. getting completely out. And one response you have to him is, you know what, Phil? As your You're friend, right. Yeah. You need to be out of the market. This may not be for yeah. you. Or we need to find different types of investments for you. So if your your analogy you gave yeah. earlier about him getting to work, right mm-hmm. now he drives himself, right? right. Mm-hmm. Phil, you still drive yourself, don't you? Yeah, yeah. you haven't gotten to the point that you, nobody mm-hmm. else drives you. All right, yeah. so, so Phil's driving himself right now. Let's say that about two days in a row mm-hmm. he sees a wreck. Yep. And he starts to get an anxiety about this driving mm-hmm. thing. So, in order to get to work, there are other options. Yeah. He could let somebody drive Mm -hmm. him to work. He could have somebody from work come get him. If he lived in a place where there's public transportation, Mm -hmm. he could choose that. Right. Let somebody else take the risk of Mm -hmm. having the wreck, right? That's called transference. uh, And that's exactly what Mm -hmm. a lot of people do with their risk. Yep. All right? And so, there are other options for him. Mm And you're saying there may be other options for him related to his investment. That's right. Okay. So he may be a CD guy. He may be a CD a guy. A bond guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a rental property guy. Mm-hmm. Whatever. A combination of those kinds sure. of guys. But what if he says, no, 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 Bubba. I like that 6 or 8%, uh, 12%, whatever that, that number was that you used when we talked back in January. I mm-hmm. want some of that. Right. And you're like, dude, I explained to you mm-hmm. it wasn't a guaranteed right. 6 or 8% every year. We use the term average mm-hmm. over time. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. But he says, I, uh, I don't want to get completely out forever. I just want to take my winnings now. And then what do they say? I'll get back in later. When? When things calm down is usually what I hear. Really? Yeah. You just convinced me they hardly ever calm down. Yeah, and they don't. There's always a reason, mm-hmm. right? Right. Do you get, you got your phone mm-hmm. over there. You got various apps on it, right? right. And you got CNBC, Bloomberg, mm-hmm. CNN, Fox, whatever you got on your phone, right. right? And you get all these feeds. You ever had a morning when they didn't have you, some kind of disaster to report to you? Yeah, very rarely. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you get up in the morning, you mm-hmm. get ready to put your feet on the, you know, and you flip over mm-hmm. there and you're going to look at the weather. And then, you know, you get bing, bing, bing. I get them all the time. As yeah. soon as I touch my phone mm-hmm. in the morning, they know I'm alive. Right. And these various apps start just hitting me. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, it's some bad news. Sure. So you have people tell you they're going to get back in when things calm down. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever had a calm day. Well, and let me tell you, this is when they get back in. Okay. After we've had a run in the market and the market's up 15, 20%, 
from a previous low, and then they get in, and then they go through the volatility again because the market corrects. <laughs> so they invest at the height of the market, uh-huh. and then and then you know they'll watch it run down, maybe run back up, and then they get back out. Mm-hmm. And then they say, "Well, I'll get back in when it calms down a little bit." So they go into this cycle of mm-hmm. buying high and selling low, right? Because they buy when their emotion tells or them. Or maybe they're buying high and then selling when it gets back to a certain position, when they've recouped their money, right? So they really never make much. Yeah. So they're not necessarily a long-term investor. Okay. All right. So you, one response that you have mm-hmm. to people is this may not be for you. Right. The other response you have to them is if you say it is for you, but you behave mm-hmm. in a different way. You're taking out and trying right. to get it back in when things have calmed down, which mm-hmm. they hardly ever do. Right. This is not according to plan. Mm-hmm. So in the last couple of minutes of the show, tell me what the plan really looks like. He came in 50-50. Mm-hmm. He wants 6 to 12% average over time. What does that look like through a pandemic and through the stock market doing what it did at the end of last week? And Greg Cooley saying he doesn't know in the line at Lowe's. What does it look like to manage that plan? I would say it looks very similar to what we just experienced over the last 10 months, nine months. Okay. You know, he put in $100,000 at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. At some point around March, he looked at his accounts and it might have been around $80,000. Now the the market has run up, mm-hmm. and he he probably had a high of one hundred and twenty twenty five thousand dollars. It's come back to about one hundred and twenty, mm-hmm. and that's in the period of nine months. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in there, yeah. if you're managing it, you're going to rebalance him a couple times. That's right. And rebalancing helps him control the volatility mm-hmm. over the long run. And maybe even have a better return. That's right. Because when you're doing this rebalancing thing, mm-hmm. you're taking high and buying low. That's right. You're selling high and buying low. The opposite of what we talked about a, a minute ago right. of the person who's waiting for it to be perfect for them to get back mm-hmm. in. And those statistics and probabilities are probably going to work better in your favor mm-hmm. if you're doing that in a disciplined way. That's right. I hope we learned something today here at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk. Hang in there. Have a plan. See it through. See you later. Discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the 
the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Mm-hmm.